We are under attack. This is the Jeff Salgado Show with my co-host, Mike Boyd. How you doing, Mike? Doing great, man. How about you? I am doing really good. I'm surprised. Uh, a lot of chaos going down here in uh, psychosomatic camp, for sure. We are uh, under attack by a sea of juggalos. They're ready to take us out. They're throwing Fago at us, doxing our page, taking us down. They're, they're sending their fam after you. Yeah, their family, their fans, they're all coming after us. It is a bloodbath. We're just taking taking shrapnel daily. Oh, wow. We expected this. This happens. All the time. Okay. So today we have an interview from Brody Utley, the guitarist of Rivers of Nile. Oh, right on, man. Hell yeah. That'll be up shortly. So I took notice that there was a lot of other psychosomatic bands online. And I was like, okay, gets to a point where I have to protect our rightfully owned federal trademark. So I contacted Facebook and said, look, this is not acceptable. You're promoting bands on your forum that are not ours. So what does Facebook do? They accepted the request. We showed the proper documentation and they took down a bunch of bands. And now the bands are really pissed off, and they're attacking us. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I'm just you know, like, I, I feel like, yeah, as a band, especially if you're trying to come up with a band name now, you should be aware of the fact that chances are you're not going to come up with something that hasn't already been used. Or if it's been used, is it legally used? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's so many there's so many bands out there. Like, I mean, I look at my band. I expect to be get a season assist any time now. I mean, there's multiple bidders out there. Well, you know, uh, that's that's the big thing, okay? Like a lot of people are freaking out. They're 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 upset, and I understand, you know, it's it's a legal issue. And when it comes to a legal issue, you have to know what you're talking about. And fortunately for us, um, we do have legal representation. We have an attorney on retainer. We have a federally issued trademark of the name psychosomatic. And the things that people don't understand, I'll make it clear. Um, Trademarks and copyrights are two entirely different things. A copyright on a name does not protect your name. Nope. No, it protects the content you have and artistic creativity, but it will not protect a uh, an artist's name or business name. So that's why they made federal trademarks. If you do not have a federal trademark of your band name, it is susceptible to either be shut down by the trademark holder or um, you can be held liable for damages. And that's the unfortunate thing of the business side of the entertainment industry, it's very common. This is not a thing that's out of the ordinary. It happens every day. Every major artist that you listen to has this trademark. Right. Every major artist. If they don't hold it, the label does. We hold ours. So um, it's it's nothing personal. A lot of people are really upset. I've, I've gotten all these letters and, and messages, and I, I, I'm not going to respond to them. But I'll read them to you guys because they're great. This is some passionate people. It's it's really unfortunate, but uh, these things happen. I mean, just a few minutes ago, I got this uh, this um, this comment that they put a rating on the psychosomatic page. I'll let you read it, Mike. Check All it right. Out. So, Mike Ung, he doesn't recommend psychosomatic. I don't understand why. So, this is his comment. 
This metal band has absolutely no knowledge in what copyright infringement is. This is a metal band trying to report and shut down a hip-hop artist page with a similar name, but absolutely different spelling. Educate yourselves in business and trademarking before you decide to report another person's page and get it shut down. <laughs> Either that, then this band needs to get off their high horse and stay in their own lane. Their music is at most mediocre, and I would not pay $5 to go see them until they decide to change their ego. Fire, fire, angry face, angry face. Hashtag the Sarge, CEO of Mountain High X Entertainment. What if we made it like $3? Would he be into us? Maybe I, two? Come on, man. You got to pay something, dude. It's not about that. It's about your ego. We're not working for free. Sorry. $1? Come on, bro. Hook us up. One dollar, man. Come on, Sarge. One dollar. Come on, Sarge. Okay. If you're a CEO. You can. You can. You can afford it. <laughs> okay. The thing, the misconception about this issue is spelling. A lot and a lot of times, spelling does not matter in place. It is literally a phonetic issue. If it's phonetically the same, it is still infringing. It's still trademark infringement. Yeah, Obviously, I want to say your name right now. Psychosomatic. Right. I'm going to say this other artist's name right now. Psychosomatic. That is infringement. That Does is it, even though I said the different spelling both times. Sorry, this, bro. It says it in the trademark law. Spelling does not matter. If it's phonetically the same, you will be held liable. Liable. You can be held liable. And the funniest thing is I have not done anything to these bands. You don't have to. I have not. I haven't done anything to them. All I did was... Talk to Facebook. My issue is with Facebook. Why are you having bands that are using our trademark? It has nothing to do with the bands. They're the ones that are reacting and they're attacking us. Like it's our fault. It's not our fault that we went and did the right thing for our band. And that's funny thing is I've got a couple letters that say do the right thing. We already did the right thing. <laughs> you haven't done the right thing. And another thing is genre does not matter. It doesn't matter. If you're a musical group of any sort, you're, you're infringing on our trademark. I don't care if you're a... 12-piece big band jazz band called Psychosomatic, you're going to get your name taken down. You know, and this happens all the time. Um, take, like, shit. I mean, I'm, I'm a nerd. I listen to Genesis. But every now and then when I go on their page on Spotify, some hip-hop artist has their shit uploaded to Genesis's profile as a new release, and then, like, within a week, it's gone again. And, you know, they did the exact same thing that you did. He's a CEO of High... Mountain High X Entertainment. Well, if you're into entertainment, you should understand entertainment law. Copyrights and trademarks are completely different. Okay, we got another one, too. It's this Peter Pro Petria. I'm extremely disappointed to hear that you've complained to Facebook about the French industrial band Psychosomatic having nearly the same name. First of all, Psychosomatic. Notice the K at the end and the French, French pronunciation, even though I can't tell your friend's pronunciation is he saying reading French it. pronunciation really yeah uh play a completely different style in such a such are no competitors to you and won't create confusion with your fans secondly you probably don't have the legal you probably don't have the legal authority to challenge them since i want to bet that your band name hasn't been registered as copyright protected in france okay let me tell you something about that you can come at me all you want in your friend, you know, in your in your land of France and Bonjour. French fries and French fries, but 
Facebook is a United States company. We're not coming at the bands. We are coming at the business. Do you understand that? Big difference. We're not, we don't need international law to defend our trademark against Facebook. It's not against you. Don't take it personally. It is against Facebook. Making this very clear. And again, also, doesn't matter about your genre. Doesn't matter about your spelling. So, in, in any case, your actions rash and only demonstrates a high level of arrogance. You may have slightly more Facebook followers than psychosomatic. Again, notice the K. But it's not that you're all that famous either. Actually, your French counterpart have produced two full CDs and three EPs in six years' time, which is a greater contribution to the music world than you, with only three full CDs and over your entire career. I'm like, wow. <laughs> this guy's not been paying attention. Therefore, they deserve the place, and you have no right to try to take it from them. Shame on you. I thought we were talking about some hip-hop artists. No, this is another one. This oh, is, God. There's, I have oh, probably... yeah. There's so far been... I think there was 27 psychosomatics reported and eight of them have gotten back to me. Eight different ones. But the Juggalos have like launched the... Uh, that's the, They launched the attack. They're the, they're the homeland yeah. attack. They're really coming at us hard. It's great. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, again, these guys don't understand what the difference is between copyright and trademark. Copyright is a legal right that seeks to protect original works of authorship. Example, books, music, film, art. Generally, copyright protects original expressions such as words or images. It does not protect facts and ideas. Although it may protect the original words or images used to describe an idea, copyright also does not protect things like names, titles, and slogans. However, another legal right called a trademark might protect those. Learn more about reporting copyright violations. Now check this out. Trademark. A trademark is a word, slogan, symbol, or design, example, brand name, logo, that distinguishes the product or services offered by one person, group, or company from another. Generally, trademark law seeks to prevent confusion among consumers about who provides or is affiliated with a product or service. Pretty cut and dried. I don't understand how that is not cut and dried. It's pretty raw. And you're going to find people with confusion. So let's go even more into confusion about trademark. Similarity of marks. Now, this might be kind of boring, but I'm making this very clear. To determine whether a likelihood of confusion exists, the marks are first examined in their similarities and differences. Note that in order to find a likelihood of confusion, the marks do not have to be identical. When marks sound alike when spoken, are visually similar, have the same meaning even if in translation and or create the same general commercial impression in the consuming public's mind, the marks may be considered confusingly similar. Similarity in sound, appearance, and or meaning may be sufficient to support a finding of likelihood of confusion depending on the relateness, relatedness of the goods and or services. The following examples are like... Uh, you know, a psychosomatic with a C or psychosomatic with a K. Psychosomatic starting with the C doesn't matter. That shit doesn't fly. Just making it totally clear. If it's if it's a phonetic equivalent, 
it's gone. It doesn't even have to be exactly phonetically equivalent. We like, for example, a, a band called Psychomatic. It's not psychosomatic, but it's psychomatic. It's still confusing. It still can be confusing. They got let go. So when these people get upset, you have to understand it's not personal. It's just business. I don't know. I don't recommend. You don't recommend it? I don't recommend. You don't recommend psychosomatic? No, not at all. No. They have horrible business ethics. Terrible people. Their egos are huge. <laughs> That's a horrible ego. Terrible ego. This has nothing to do with ego. This has to do with federal trademark law. So, moving forward, getting past the, the hail of Fago juggalo spew at us. You got to understand something, man. You really do. Like, these people have a very deep emotional connection to what they've created, right? Like, sure. I, I, so you can understand, like, probably their knee-jerk reaction is going to be things like this. I agree 100%. That's why I'm not responding to anybody. Yeah. No, no, definitely. You can't mix words. You can't. I'm not going to. It's not... It's already over. the The hammer's been dropped, and they have to come to terms with how either how they're going to change their name or try to take me to court, which they're going to lose. They have there's a no way they can win at this point. They could either the options were to to change your name. That's a great option. Be original, try something different, or try and sue me. And I don't see any entertainment lawyer picking this case up. No, they're not going to. No. Look, and this isn't insulting this particular artist or anything like that, but obviously we pulled up their Spotify. It's like, bro, you got 23 monthly listeners. Which one? The the one that's currently throwing Fago at you. <laughs> well, you know what? That does not matter. And it doesn't matter, but at the same time, it's like, look, man, there's you have to go we, going into it. It's like, like I said, like with my band, The Bitters, I wholeheartedly expect some friction at one point or another if I don't go and do this trademark thing. I totally expect it. It's just the nature of the game. There's people that have been doing this longer than me. There's people that have been doing this longer than you, boss, and they've already grabbed this name and did the legality behind it. It's just, that's the nature of the music industry. It's... You can't go out there and call yourself the offspring even though you play hip-hop. You can't go out there and call yourself no effects even if you play classical music. You just can't. Yeah, but the, what, the, the, what if you the, change the, the spelling? No, you can't. It's the whole phonetic <laughs> thing. Like, what? But what if we play techno and not punk rock exactly that's the problem is it's like what happened so then here comes the thing psychosomatic is booked in washington and then you are on tour at the same time and you both are at the same show at the same night guess what you're you can't do that man right. it, it goes to the person who got the trademark basically it's, it's it sucks bro i really feel bad for you because you have an emotional attachment to this this brand that you're trying to create you know, you're creating music, which is already an emotional thing. Anybody would be pissed. But you got to roll with this punch, dude. Right. You got to roll with this punch. It sucks. Move on. Get over it. You, you got to roll with this punch. You know, just you've got a fan base. Let them know, hey, we got to change our name. We're going to change the name. We're going to keep rolling forward. That's we will it. We will follow up with the subject because I'm sure it's not over. Oh, yeah, I know. Even with me trying to be diplomatic here, I'm sure we're going to catch some fucking flack. <laughs> it just, it, I mean. It's, 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 the, the issue's already over. It's yeah. just them coming to terms with it, honestly. And I, I don't feel any need to engage because it's just going to cause more pain and strife. So I figure it's the old theory. Do you want one to the head or do you want five to the chest and bleed to death? You know, it's like, come on. So, but I'll tell you one thing that doesn't suck is our interview today. Nice. We have an interview with 
guitarist Brody Utley from the band Rivers of Nile. We're really excited to have him on. We're going to get right to that right now. Brody Utley, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. How you doing, Jeff? Pretty good. Glad to have you on. Big fan. I'm a big fan of your band. Really stoked to have you on. So, yeah, thanks uh, for having me, man. For sure. You guys, um, you guys are currently working on a new album, or is it finished already? Uh, no, it's uh, it's kind of still being cooked up, I guess. Um, like us and us and the guys all got together back in the fall um, for a couple of weeks and like worked on what was the initial, you know, uh, chunk of work for the album. And, uh, we've kind of just been really just like taking our time with it, I guess. We haven't talked about it at all. Like, I think we did a, we did a piece with Decibel that they published, but I think that's the only thing right now that is currently out there about us even doing anything at all. So we've just kind of been, you know, being quiet and just like working away in the background, I guess. (laughs) For sure. I mean, there's not much to do right now, and uh, obviously with the the pandemic going on, and it's it's got to be frustrating for all of us for sure. And yeah. uh, but I was uh, you know I was looking at your history and everything that you've done, and the, where the owls know my name is just an insane record. I mean, that thing from front to back is so stacked with uh, the diversity of it. And um, do you want to talk a little bit about that and how that was making it? Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, it, uh, it's really weird talking about it. Like it's like 2021 now. And like, I finished writing most of that music in like 2016. Oh, wow. So it's like, yeah. So like, it's, uh, it's like definitely like, even though it only came out in 2018, which is still three years ago at this point, like I, the bulk of that material was written like five years ago, which is like, it's crazy. But yeah, like, I mean that, that, uh, that record was just really, um, there's a lot of change going on in the band at that point. Like we had a lot of issues on the previous album with drummers. Um, just like, not like anything personal necessarily, just like, you know, we had like, we went through three drummers in the course of like two years and like, it was really like frustrating to like keep a lineup like stable and everything like that. And, uh, so when we started writing that material, we were kind of just like writing, writing it in in almost in the headspace of like well who knows like if we're even gonna like be able to maintain a lineup you know like let's just like do this record and make it however we want to make it and you know if shit lines up and it lines up and it doesn't then whatever and um yeah and then jared like joined the band uh you know in probably late 2017 or early 2017 maybe yeah it would be early 2017 um yeah, he just uh, he joined the band and like, um, you know that like that you know how Jared is. I mean, like the energy was just like real good with him and like, you know, um, I think the tail end of the writing process for that album was probably like a real good productive period uh, because like you know Jared had come into the band for the first time in a while. Like it was starting to feel like maybe we had found you know some some kinship with a you know just a, a swell dude who's just down to go out on the road and play music because you know how that how important that is i mean just like having guys that you know truly want to be there um so yeah it was just uh it was just a peri- really weird period writing that record because like 
we had released Monarchy, the record before that, and like it had gotten some attention in like more underground tech death circles. We did some tours with, you know, Hate Eternal and Misery Index and, um, you know, toured with Obscura in Europe for the first time. That was our first time in Europe. But like overall, that that album just kind of like didn't really catch a whole lot of ears. So we, we just kind of like between that and the lineup issues we were having, we just really kind of said, yeah, whatever, let's just let's just make a record sound how we however we want and you know who cares <laughs> basically right yeah when when uh when at you know towards the end of jared's tenure with us with psychosomatic yeah. he we were we were fried i mean we just toured for seven weeks we were beat to shit yeah and and jared uh, you know, he, he just kind of floated off. I mean, basically the band just blew up, you know, we took a year off. We were totally sick of each other, mainly me. Uh, everybody was sick of me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, you know, they, they, they all kind of just shattered and then we all came back. And in that time period, Jared was like, Hey, I'm going to start jamming with this band called Rivers and Nile. Check them out. So that's when I first start, heard you guys. And I heard your first two records. Then I was like, wow, this is like totally perfect for your style, you know, more than ours. Because we're more thrash metal, you guys are super tech death, and that's like what he's tailor made to play. And I thought, yeah, I, I thought he fit in so good with you guys. I was like, wow, it was pretty mind blowing how he just jumped in, and 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 the fact that you guys kept him, I was even more excited that he got the the, yeah. mic, the gig. I was really stoked for him. Yeah, he's he's like, I mean, like I said before, I mean having a guy who just like sort of blends in with you and your dudes and like your sense of humor and like totally. your general level, you know, you know what I mean? You know how important that shit is. Absolutely. And like J Jared was like, you know, there were some things that like when he first started playing with us that like we talked, we discussed with him about like him working on, like he got real good at like doubles, you know, like the double kick thing that trick that he does now. Well, not trick, but like the technique that he uses now, like he wasn't doing that when he first joined and like, you know, I've seen a lot of drummers really like, yeah, I'm going to learn how to do doubles, man. And they just talk about it. And like Jared did the same thing. And I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then like he showed up, he showed up like for the next tour, which he still wasn't like hired as our drummer for, you know, he was still a fill-in. And he showed up, he was like, yeah, I worked on the doubles. And I was like, oh yeah, sick. And then like he did them and he like just, it was just flawless. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, he like, he like, like he worked you know what i mean so like in the fact that like he was willing to like push himself as a player and like also happened to be like one of the nicest people ever it was just like yeah we, we're not gonna not hire this dude you know <laughs> yeah i was really excited i mean his his brother too that family is like probably yep. the hardest working guys i've ever met like they just work yep. non-stop at their craft until they get it nailed to the walls polished you know and uh he's and you're right he is a really sweet and great dude he's hilarious and really light-hearted and very easy to get along with as long as you're not a kook <laughs> yeah <laughs> so sometimes um, sometimes you know gets a little crazy out there you know, you know how it gets but yeah uh, totally <laughs> well i was you know i was i was when i heard you know where where else have, have no name i was like okay this is their new record i was expecting something just kind of along the lines of your first two but it dude i mean synthesizers saxophones my head was out of my skull i was like i would have never thought of that and how did you come to that idea to throw that in there or who did exactly i mean really like how all that started with like this the saxophone was just really like 
I had all these sections that were really like open and like, you know, I'm the, I'm a, like, I'm a lead guitar player, I guess, but like, I'm not the kind of lead guitar player who like really wants to overstep my boundaries. Like I understand that, you know, most people listening to my music are just like people. They're not like dorks that like sit, you know, and like analyze, or maybe they are, you know, guitar playing all day long. Maybe they are, maybe I'm completely off base here, but like, I feel like I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to just solo over everything. So I had all these big open sections that sounded like they needed something, you know, but I already had solos put in place and I didn't want to, you know, do too much of that. And like um, Zach Strauss, who played sax on the record, I had recorded his band years back that he played uh, guitar in called Burn the Empire. They're a, a local band from here. And we met then and he was like, oh, I play saxophone. He's like, you ever need a sax or anything just hit me up and so that's exactly what i did and we just laid down i think the first thing we did was the solo in silent life he just came over to my house and basically recorded it how you hear it on the record and he's like how's that and like from there it was you know okay well this is cool so let's let's just like you know see what happens and um yeah so really it was just like we had all this open space with nothing to do with, but we felt like it would, it was still a cool thing to have in the song. So why not increase the, you know, the intensity of the section with some weird instrument, I guess. <laughs> who, who does the, the synthesizers on that after the, uh, Oh, Oh yeah. So that's um most of the, well, I mean, I guess like all of the key stuff is stuff that I do here okay. um, at my, at my home studio setup. Um, I'm like, yeah, I'm like a big fan of of like synthesizers. I mean, I've actually bought like several uh, hardware synths since uh, the shutdown, like a couple of moves and stuff. And um, I've been I'm a big fan of all that stuff. So yeah, all the keyboard stuff uh, is me. Um, but then live, what we'll do is we'll we'll get John, um, our other guitar player, to he, he's like actually a really accomplished uh, piano player. Um, well, I wouldn't say like really accomplished. He's just like he's he's pretty good. Like he can get on a you know a piano and like get a room quiet um you know like oh he sounds like he kind of knows what he's doing so he um he does stuff live with us just because like i'm already handling guitar solos and shit so um yes but yeah usually on the records it's it's just me um stuff i do here at, at my place mm-hmm. and did when you guys engineered that album where, where was it recorded at um we did it in uh, with Carson Slovak and Grant McFarland at Atrium Audio. Um, they did Monarchy as well. And then they actually did a couple of our earlier EPs um, back in like 2010. Um, we actually did our very first record with Carson, our very first EP, sorry, uh, with Carson. And uh, yes, you know, he's like just kind of become, you know, the, the guy the guy for us. I mean, he's done so much stuff with us at this point that he's just like, you know, he knows, he knows what we like and it just, it works out, you know? That's really, really awesome. Uh, you know, I was, I was going back to listening to, uh, the conscious seat of light and I noticed mm-hmm. that like back then you guys had more of kind of like a traditional death metal thrash style and then it yeah. totally morphed into this new technical brutalness. How was that to transition from one to the other? Were you just growing or you just wanted to try something different? Cause I'll tell you what, from that to where you are now is completely different and on an amazing original level that I would have never thought of. And it's really cool for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for saying that. Um, 
yeah so i mean yeah like the first record was really just you know that was like all those songs were like a combination of every single thing we had ever written together as a band up until that point so like that material stretched from like some of that material was actually from like previous bands that you know we were all in so like it was like material that stretched from like 2009 to like 2013 when we recorded that record so it was like kind of a just a collage of all the things that we liked um you know leading up to the recording of that full length right um and like when we first started like we were all a little more um like our okay so like the, the guy who actually like one of the main guys who just like started the band, our original guitar player, John, and our new guitar player, his name is now John, so it's kind of confusing. But the original John, he is now in, his his band now is Outer Heaven. Um, and like, he wrote a lot of the material back then. And John's like, you know, he's like a huge, uh, like Trey fan, like Trey from Morbid is like his favorite, you know, guitar player, probably musician in metal ever. Right. Um, so like a lot of the time back then, whether it was John writing it or me and John collectively, you know, or collaborating on it, it always ended up having like a more kind of like old school death metal sort of sound. Um, but then there's like parts on the record on our first record where you can definitely tell that it was like a me song. Cause it's like got all kinds of like, you know, spacey meandering kind of weird open section. Whereas like John's style was like more, ba- more rooted in like traditional death metal. And then he actually ended up leaving the band, um, in 2014 um and then basically i inherited like full writing responsibility and uh i just you know i was really getting into recording at that time and i just kind of dove in head first and wrote monarchy our second record kind of all on my own john our new john uh guitar second guitar player he and i collaborated on one song on the second record um but yeah so basically after our first guitarist left um I was left with like, you know, I had to write a, I had to write a record. So I just kind of like just went for it and just try to see what I could do. And, and that's what became our second album. And it is very different. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, in, in, as far as like content, it's very different. And as far as production, it's very different. Cause that, I mean, that first record we recorded with Eric Rutan down at Manus Studios in Florida. And then, all subsequent records have been done up here in Pennsylvania. So it's just like, it was a big shift. We were, we were still learning. I think we were still figuring out like what we wanted and like, you know, who, who we were, you know, and that first record was just kind of our initial, you know, here's, here's a bunch of different, you know, colors that, that we like basically, you know, I, I really dig the, the whole, you know, the theme that you have going on with Terrestria or how do you say, how do you pronounce it? Terrestria. Terrestria. Yeah. Sorry. I, my tongue twister. But I love yeah, you, got it. It. <laughs> you got you got three parts to it, and you want to talk about mm-hmm. that and whose idea was, was that? Yeah, so that's all. All the conceptual stuff surrounding the band and like lyrical, just all the thematic stuff basically is kind of the, it's kind of like the brainchild of our our bassist Adam Adam Biggs. He he uh, came up with this idea before we even like were signed to Metal Blade or anything. He always talked about this seasonal concept that he wanted to kind of have on on four records where you know it would start with spring and then summer autumn and then winter and on each record there would be a terrestrial song that was an instrumental piece that sort of just you know connected each record and just 
put, you know, the listener in the headspace of, you know, the current seasonal theme, right? Mm. Um, so like the first record we had, Terrestrial One, Thaw, because Thaw for spring. Then we had Thrive for summer. Then we had Wither on the last record, uh, the most recent record, Owls, I mean. Um, and each each of those just is kind of like a, it's just like a little bonus for, I guess, for the people who are paying attention. Um, and it just kind of connects things together in a, in a, in a cool way, I guess that, you know, is, uh, it's like, just like a nice treat, I guess, if you're paying attention, you know, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it's insane musical ambient. Like you guys do have a, like an atmospheric vibe to your whole band. I mean, it's really predominant on the new re- or the last record and I love it. Yeah. And I, I, we cannot wait to hear what you got coming in the future. And uh, I, I was really quest- uh, really curious as to who did the artwork for uh, Where Owls and the other albums as well. Yeah, so um, we've done uh, all of the records that we've done, uh, full lengths that we've done with Metal Blade have been, the artwork's been handled by Dan Seagrave, uh, you know, of, of Morbid Angel fame, you know, classic death metal guy. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, I remember seeing, I remember seeing the work that he did with Decrepit Birth when I was, you know, a teenager and thinking it was like the coolest looking shit ever. Um, and, and yeah, so he's done all of our, all of our album artwork has been handled by Dan Seagrave and, uh, got to meet him one time in Canada and he like came out and gave us all prints of our album art and stuff. He was super nice guy, uh, talked about like body worlds that like weird medical exhibition uh, exhibit that they do at like certain museums where it's like people's you know it's like human bodies that are like you know sliced like uh lunch meat and you can like see in the middle of them and stuff like cadavers um, yeah like he he, he they, we he met up with us and uh and we just talked about that and then he left and uh it was really <laughs> very 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 uh very sick because it was Dan Seagrave. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It yeah. Did, yeah, I was wondering if he used Jared's face for where Al's at. No money. You know, I, we, that was the funniest thing because as soon as we saw the album cover, I was like, "That's Jared. That looks just like." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's we because we all we all like end up having you know beards at some point or another, and like I people have, I've had people, including my dad, like ask me like, "Is that supposed to be you?" And then people have said that it's Jake, and then. <laughs> People have said it's Jared, and then like other people say, it just looks like a giant, uh, you know, weed nugget. Um, so it's <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, so it's like it's definitely it's definitely taken on uh, many different forms. But uh, no, I don't think it was. I don't know if it was necessarily based on on any one person. I think that was just kind of a you know something that Seagrave came up with along with Biggs because they kind of really work closely together with, um, you know, the, the album art and like Biggs just, you know, sends lyrics and stuff and Dan Seagrave just basically, he'll just listen to the music and read the lyrics and then just kind of, you know, hit us up for, you know, what, you know, like, what, what, what do you guys think? And then he'll tell, you know, we'll tell him what we think. And then he'll just kind of like, yeah, just like regurgitate, you know, how he interprets what we're doing. And it's, it's been pretty sick so far. So he's, he's awesome. That's very cool. So, you know, you guys really hit the road hard for that. How many, how long did you guys tour for that record before everything shut down? Dude, so, you know, what's crazy about that is we, men, like, I mean, it's terrible. It's like terrible, obviously, what happened. But like, man, we like, we got so lucky with, with how this all went down because 
we started touring in very early 2018, like right when the record came out and we went pretty much like nonstop until February of 2020. Our last scheduled tour that we did was the last scheduled tour that we had planned on doing uh, before we started working on the next record. And we, yeah. So like we were in, we were in Italy on Valentine's day last year. Um, Like, so a year ago right now we were in Italy, which is like when it was really kind of blowing up over there. And yeah, I remember that, you know, we, yeah, and, like, we flew home, uh, I think, like, maybe 10 days later, and then, you know, March hit, and, like, we were just, like, like holy shit, because, like, a whole bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of bands that we had just been on tour with, you know, had stuff immediately after, and, like, you know, we didn't, and, um, and it was really, like, it really worked out, you know, for once, uh, for the old Rivers boys, we, we kind of wrapped up and closed our books, and then everything shut down, and we were, like, well... I guess we're doing exactly what we were planning on doing anyway, so let's do it. <laughs> you guys just dodged that tidal wave, man, coming out of Italy. I was I remember when I was like, Jared, are you gonna get home? What are you doing? Like <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is sketchy, man. It's like you need to come home now. Like everything's shut. It was it was pretty crazy, you know, and looking yeah. back, uh, you're right. You, you are lucky. Everybody's lucky that we're not, you know, we're still here and yeah, we could still work. Luckily, I mean, uh, it sucks that we can't tour. Everybody knows it sucks, but you know, yeah. it's too risky. It's way too risky right now. So we'll see. Um, so who all have you toured with, like mentionably, and who who did you like as far as uh, you're on a lot of package tours too? And what were your favorite bands you toured with so far? Favorite bands that we've toured with so far. I mean, we're um, man, like I, there's so many. I mean, like obviously, you know the revocation dudes were like, those are like our original, you know, like friends. Like they, we met those guys back. Like, I don't even remember when we met them, but like, you know, without Revo, without Brett specifically, um, you know, Jared wouldn't be in our band. Yep. I mean, like he's Brett is the guy who said, yo, I know these two brothers and they're both sick and uh, you should hit one of them up. And uh, I just like ended up hitting up Jared you know, first for, I, 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 like, I don't, I just pick one basically, you know, and I like hit Jared up and, and that's, so yeah, without revocation, you know, Jared wouldn't be in the band. So, I mean, those guys, those guys are awesome. Um, you know, we're good friends with beyond creation guys. Um, on the last tour that we did, we were like, uh, we were, we became real good friends with those, those guys in that band from Texas called I am they're a really sick band. That's like coming up. Um, that uh that everybody should definitely check out um but yeah like revocation beyond creation man i'm just like dude it's so hard because like you know every tour you're on when it's going good when it's a good tour and everybody's like having fun it's like those are your you know those are your favorite that's your those are your favorite fans in the world to be on tour with then you know mm-hmm. it's just it's so hard to it's so hard to you know to pick from all the good moments um it's just like yeah i don't know man i think I think the revocation guys are like, and the black crown guys, you know, like yeah. those, those two dudes. And like, okay. even like going back, like wretched, I mean, like we're all the dudes in wretched, even though they're not really doing much right now. I mean, all those guys in wretched, like we've stayed super close friends with those guys over the years. I mean, Joel was doing sound for us and like tour managing and stuff like, and uh, tour managing for us and stuff. And like, you know, Marshall, uh, you know, you know, mixes black Dahlia murder. He just did like a music video for them a little while ago. And, you know, I mean, everybody, everybody in that band is just kind of like 
spider webbed off and like just you know we've remained all remained friends and they took us on our like first you know tour as a, as a signed band so um you know it's like yeah it's like that's the stuff that that like i remember the most is like not necessarily like because you know we got to tour with you know like death and stuff and well death to all and, like obituary and, like all those guys and like that was all great and everything shows were like huge and like you know it was awesome it was crazy that you know we were able to do some of the things that we were able to do you know so early on but like the stuff that like i definitely really remember and, like the people that stick with me are like the ones that you just like the ones that are easy to hang out with like easy to be around you know because it's Fuck like yeah. it's not easy to be out there all the time and like you know if, if there's somebody out there who's just like making it miserable all the time you know it, sometimes it's you you know right and uh and like you know so like people who are just like good at like keeping a level head out there those are the people that you know i tend to like consider to be like my favorite people and like yeah like all those bands i just mentioned you know for sure they're all dudes like that andy thomas you mentioned black crown initiate dude's awesome yeah yeah he's (laughs) i mean andy's like one of my oldest friends i mean he he actually bought me my first uh beer while i was underage at a bar uh so yeah yeah so like that's great a, influence a pretty, yeah yeah we went to some place someplace locally and like you know i had drank before but like i'd never been in a bar and had a beer and like i think i was like 18 and uh he was just like i'll get you one and like the 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 server came over and was like what, what do you want and and like a true amateur i just said oh whatever the cheapest one is <laughs> and uh and andy kind of like andy kind of like swooped in and was like no 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 he's like he's like get him a pbr which was probably actually was the cheapest yeah thing I had. Totally. Like, get him a pbr and like that's what i had so andy from black Rat, and we've just stayed friends for the whole you know forever i mean like since then i mean he lives in arizona now and i talk to him several times a week still and and yeah, man, that's, I mean, that's the stuff that's, like, especially now that, like, the world is shut down, you know, I think that, like, a lot of people are realizing, especially in the music industry, that, like, who who they're, like, who they're actually friends with, you know? Yep. Because, like, those totally. are people that you're actually friends with are the ones that are, like, hitting you up, like, yo, like, you how you doing? Right. You know? Um, not the people who are just, like, posting pictures of themselves and, and shit and, you know, ghosting you. You don't need people like that in your life, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned Brett. He's a, he's a character. I love that guy. He's really close to my drummer and and I and, and revocation is just stellar guys. We've had so much fun with those dudes. Well, um, what do you, uh, I want to know exactly what, what kind of guitar you play and what, uh, what gauge do you tune it in? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So I use, uh, I use Kiesel guitars um, for Rivers. Um, so my main guitar that I've been using for the last couple of years with them, uh, it's called a Crescent. It's a it's a seven string guitar that uh, has a 27 inch scale, so it's a little bit longer than a, than a typical you know guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we tune down to Trop F sharp or G sharp standard, depending on the song, which um, if you were to equate that to like a six string guitar, it would mean you were tuning it down a step and a half. Um, so C sharp standard and then a seventh on the bottom for the low string. So what we do is we, we do that 
And then for our gauges, I have a, a 74 on the bottom. And uh, then on the, the normal six, I do 11 to uh, 54, I believe. I use the Ernie Ball uh, beefy slinky set for the normal six strings. And then for the seventh one, I just order a single 74 gauge Ernie Balls. Nice. Um, and yeah, and I'm just like, when we started, I mean, we, we haven't changed our tuning at all since we started the band. And, um, you know, I remember when we first started, like, seven string guitars and, and just like low tunings in general, it was like, you know, 2009. So like, it wasn't as huge as it is now. So like we had to do some like real, real sketchy shit to our guitars to like get like, you know, 80 gauge strings through the pegs and shit. But luckily it seems like things have kind of moved forward for, for that kind of, you know, guitar style. And, and now it's not so bad, but yeah, that's the setup. That's awesome. Totally awesome. You uh you said you have different tunings per song, so you have multiple guitars. Uh no, I mean so it's like it's either C, it's either drop F sharp or or G sharp standard, which means we we just have to tune the uh, the bottom string up uh, one step. Oh, down okay. One step. So you could do that in between um, songs. So yeah, so I mean that's really the thinking though is that like you know it's cool when bands have like a bazillion different tunings, but like I don't ever want to have to bring more than two guitars on tour because like it's totally. expensive as fuck. And like, you know, just more room for shit to get broken or, or stolen or whatever, you know? Absolutely. Make it, so. as long as it's simple, it's so much easier to deal with when you're on the road. It's not like you're at your house and you can just have everything at your disposal. So you want minimal as possible and just yep. and easy just so you, the night to night to night is less of a headache to worry about extra stuff. Yep, you just gotta get it, get it so your shit is on an autopilot. Because if it's not, you're gonna forget something, and then you're gonna be real pissed. You know. <laughs> Do you have any idea when we could expect new music from Rivers of Nile? Uh, I mean, I would say, I mean, certainly this year. Yes. Um, I just, I just, yeah, I just don't know when. <laughs> I mean, we just, we just started the year, so I mean, that could pretty much mean anything at this point. But I mean, I would, I would reckon that uh you know i mean we dropped the last record in 2018 i mean the longest we've gone is three years and you know that would probably be right on the on the money so um you know three years ago yep so yeah i mean ho hopefully this year uh we'll you know we're just like i said just kind of sneaking around uh you know in the background and, and doing sneaky shit um <laughs> and just kind of taking our taking our time so um but yeah the, i would i would i'd like it if there was some new music out this year at some point for sure hell yeah and one last question how did you come up with the name rivers of nile and what does that mean exactly <laughs> so yeah that's it's funny that that is uh that is all our singer jake so he man he like I don't exactly know like what the real concept is behind it. I mean, he could definitely explain it better than me, but yeah, when me and Biggs joined the band, cause like they were a three piece, we came in and, you know, me and Biggs were in a thrash band before called Dissian. Um, it was just like real, it was just like, uh, we were real big on, or I should say I was real big on like that, like the thrash movement with like all those, like, uh, like, kind of like around the era when Municipal Waste was real big, like all the bands that kind of came out, you know, around that era, like we were kind of like the sort of those bands. So the band that Biggs and I was in before broke up and then the three dudes who started Rivers were in another band that also broke up. And we basically combined both of our bands and Jane, 
Jake, our singer, uh, came up with the name Rivers of Nile, and me and Biggs thought it was a stupid name. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just kind of stuck. And, like, I guess, like, it's not a stupid name. Uh, it's, it, like, it is relevant, I guess. It's just, you know, I think, like, Rivers of Nothing, right? So, like, it, it, I think the way Jake explains it is it has something to do with, like, some just, you know, uh, mental uh, deep think stuff. I don't know, like, uh, you know, consciousness and all that shit um i'm not i'm this is why they don't give me the keys to the concept car because uh, i talk <laughs> like this um so 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 i just write the i just write the, the music and then they take it away from me because uh yeah that's how i explain uh our band's name i say yeah it's about consciousness and shit <laughs> <laughs> i was so looking at it I was looking at Nihil and I was thinking, is that like annihilation or something like that? Or maybe like no, nihilism? It, it's, a, yeah, I guess. I guess it's just like, if you really want to boil it down, it's just like supposed to be some kind of like, you know, metaphor for like the world we live in and like, you know, probably like the, you know, just the grind of, of, of everyday existence, like sure. kind of sometimes takes your brain into a, state of nothingness i'm i mean i'm I'm pretty sure that's like something that J- that jake's actually said in the past like could be butchering it. but that sounds better than you know me saying oh yeah brain stuff you know? so, <laughs> i like that better um, that sounds great but that is better that is way sicker brain stuff is cooler yeah i, I heard a, somebody get me a comment yesterday i had a video clip of uh of the word psychosomatic and they were saying, what does that mean? Well, psychosomatic is a fancy word to tell you your brain's broken. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Maybe both of our bands are just about like broken brain stuff. You know, <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, okay, but, uh, that'll wrap it up. But Hey, thank you for coming on our show, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Oh yeah. Uh, Brody Utley from rivers and Nile. I fucking love rivers and Nile. band fucking shreds. Yeah. They're really good. Super shreds. So now we're going to have, uh, Q&A, where Mike's going to answer some of the questions you asked me, and I will do my best to answer them. All right. The first one's from Ty Miles. How do you copyright a band's name, asking for a local rapper? Well, there's many ways. You can look online. I just do a Google search and type exactly that in. How do I copyright my band name? And I'll give you all the details to do it, but I would definitely suggest if you want a band name, you would trademark it. Big difference. Trademark will actually protect your band name. So I haven't been more clear than that in the beginning of the show. Hope that helps you out. Ty. <laughs> yeah. He's great. He's actually the uh, he's the guitar player singer for Hate for State. Fucking badass punk band out of Salinas, California. I did their logo for him. It's it's totally tailor-made for that band, and they're great guys. They're, you would like them. I they're, probably would. Dude, they're total, like, you know, 90s punk rock, like, no effects type shit. It's right up my alley. Yeah, they're sick. Yeah. All right, March low. When will you have more psychosomatic shirts in stock? That's actually the best question I've ever heard. <laughs> you like that, did you? No, that's that's great. You know, because I was just talking about that with Toby the other day, last night, or the night before last night, or was it last night? But we were talking about band merch and shirt designs, and uh, we're talking to the label. Label's got a a new platform where we make a design and the, the company that does our merch now actually prints out all that's ordered. So we're not sitting on a bunch of stock. So we'll have that soon. We've been talking to the label about that real quick. So we'll get back to you on that real soon. I would spec by spring. We'll have new t-shirts, all new designs. 
specifically tailor-made for you, March, and all your friends. So be sure to stay tuned. All right. And D. Kiner, merch, question mark, question mark. We want merch, LOL. I think I just answered that. You did. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a great one. All right. This is by John Rias. Yes, why did you steal Psychosomatic's name? (laughs) How's it spelled? Uh, C-Y-C-O-S-A-M-A-T-I-K. I haven't heard of that one yet. But if he's referring to the Juggalo band... Yeah, we didn't steal anything. They stole our name. That's the best part. It's like maybe if they had also researched your band, they would have realized like when when did you guys start? Eighty six? No, we started in nineteen eighty eight in Salinas, yeah. California. We've had that name longer than all of you guys have even been born. So newsflash. It's very uncomfortable, but and we're sorry that it took this long to uh you know we had a lot of things go down. We've been distracted, but now we're back and uh enforcing you know, what we need to do. And I think every band should because there's a lot of confusion out there. You know, who wants to say, oh, I'm in a band called Rat Race and there's 27 bands you get to choose from. They don't even know who to pick up on Spotify. It's already hard enough to get listeners. Now they have to figure out which one of them is Exactly. That's exactly the point. And so, like I said, we just took out Facebook. Uh, Our team is going down the list. So it's not just going to be Facebook. It's everywhere else as well. Be sounds re- like an ego problem. <laughs> it's not an ego problem. That, that sounds very egotistical, it's, it's, Jeff. It's, it's very business. It's business oriented. Nah, it's ego. Okay. I'm, I want to call it ego. That's fine with me. I don't, my well, ego no one's going to pay for your show until you get rid of that ego. My I'm ego, just trying to help you out, dude. My ego is the size of a pea. And I hate doing this. The only reason why I brought this to light is because it's been so much so, I guess, just chaotic. You know, and it's something to talk about for sure. The thing is, it's not really chaotic for you because this no, isn't like. It's, but it's but it but it's, until I'm just saying he it's, made until they made it personal. This wasn't even on your radar. No, it, well, I mean that's the thing is that it's 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 for some people they might find it educational. If I was in a new band and I heard this podcast, the first thing I'm going to do is go out and federally trademark my name. Yeah, and if it's already taken, then make yourself another name. It's not that hard. If you came up with that name, you could find another one that's just as good, if not even better. So. Spilt milk, whatever. I love you all. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Jeff Salgado Show. We will be back with another interview real soon. Unless ego. <laughs> Unless ego. Bye-bye. <laughs>